Mm. All right. They are reconnected to a live show. Mm-hmm. So they have connected us now. Mm-hmm. Are you down with the big bow wow? No. Yippee yo, yippee yay. Death rose in the feather mucking house. Bow wow. Biggie bow wow. Venus Kalita better pick up the news. What we gonna choose so that we can get on the mic and get down? Oh, that I'm doing the opener? Fine. The flow. Fine. The flow opener. All right, let's do flowetry in motion. Let's fucking go. <laughs> um, it was somewhere in here. I have From so many goddamn morning. tabs open. Yes, I have so many fucking tabs open. Um, so yeah, I'm about to nuke mine. Yeah, uh, I should honestly. Um, have you heard of Michaela Charleman? It was that in Chicago. No. No, then. Antioch, California. No. So yeah, right. Nobody is covering this story. Like I, it ended up sort of in my um, algorithms. Well, not by accident because I intentionally follow like a lot of news, but not a lot of people talked about this when it happened. And I feel like maybe we should talk about it. Do we? We need a super cut of you saying that for nine years. Of me saying no one's talking about it. No or... one's, no one's <laughs> covering this. The whole part, the past fifteen <laughs> seconds, like... is all just uh, like... a super cut of those. What? what? It's just, I know, like, so many things are happening right now, but with the current political climate we live in, you think that this story might have perhaps trended more. Um, so Michaela Charlman was a 25, uh, 25-year-old black woman whose body was found dead in a dumpster last year in Northern California. Ah. Right. So um, I believe the investigation to her murder is still ongoing. But there's more to the story than just her murder. It's the fact of how her body got into the dumpster. Because when her body was found, it had been set on fire. And Northern, Prose- Northern California prosecutors have dropped the charges against the two men um, accused of putting her body in the dumpster. You'll never believe why. Do you want to guess why? You see, they were Mormons. No. No. They were in the Big Brother program. No. They volunteered at the Y. No. Yeah. What, what do they sell? Like uh, ro- roadside paninis? <laughs> no. 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 What the fuck? So um, the people who were being investigated. Yes. The charges were dropped because the prosecutor said that the police testimony was unreliable because the police who testified against the people who set her body on fire and put it in a dumpster are under investigation themselves for one of those you've been hearing about the text message is issues with cops where like they're going through cops cell phones and finding like five years of like racist sexist text messages. Those are the cops who are investing the guys who put the body in a dumpster. So the cops are so corrupt that the prosecutors don't think they can win a case against the guys who killed her because the police themselves are racist, homophobic, and sexist trash. But they're still cops, and they're still under investigation. And right now, murderers are walking free, and people who are tampering with dead bodies, because her body, she had been dead for quite some time before being set on fire, people who are setting dead bodies on fire and putting them in dumpsters are walking free because police testimony is not reliable enough to bring to court because police are sending racist and sexist text messages back and forth with each other. Right. Yeah. This is where we are. Uh, Blue lives matter, I guess. I don't know. 
And also it's noted that this is the first time a felony case linked to these racist and sexist text messages has been um, dropped. The first time a felony case has been dropped. So um, right now the medical examiner has determined that Charlene died of a fentanyl overdose. They're investigating to see if she was drugged or consensually took drugs and either way where those drugs came from. But again, the investigation is stalled because the police who are doing the investigation are sending racist text messages back and forth with each other and their word can't be trusted and their reports can't be trusted. This is just a clusterfuck. I'm very angry about it. It seems like um, outside of Dr. Rashad Ritchie and some Sam Cedar interviews, the left uh, at the, you know, the propaganda slash entertainment area mm-hmm. has kind of given up on police. Yeah. They've get like, everybody has, um, they've, they're like, everyone is just barely left of Chank Unger, who was like, to change how they do the training, while the rest of them just kind of like, yeah, they're going to do that. Like, they, they don't, I, I think wow. they've given up on change. But yeah, that's what's happening with the case of Michaela Charlman. And honestly, I feel like it should also get more traction, not only because of the police part of it, but also because, so there's just two dudes out there right now who set dead bodies on fire when they see them. That's also kind of a problem for me. Is there a tampering with evidence charge? All charges were dropped. All, All, yeah, all charges were dropped. And that's ill. Like, so just know you're in line at the grocery store. Yeah, you could, the guy behind you could be someone who sets dead black women's bodies on fire. Have, he got a, basically a, a, a taxpayer-funded green light. Ugh. All right? Wine cellar's back. Yeah. Let me tell you something, Chief. Yeah, you tell me something. All right. <clears throat> hmm. Coming out of Inside Edition, article up by Chris Spargo. Published 9.36 in the AM, June 28th, 2023, the year of Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. All right. Pinellas County. I'm sure you've never heard of this Oh, I've place. never heard of Pinellas County. Ever. This is going to be a clusterfuck. No, no, it is not. Okay. A um, local man to his area, to his mm-hmm. state, mm-hmm. local man. All right. Uh, he fired 30 rounds of ammunition mm-hmm. from his automatic rifle at the man hired to clean his pool. Oh, yeah. He will not be charged with a crime. Right, because? Let me tell you something, mm-hmm. okay? Let me tell you something. Tell me something. Bradley Hosevar, I may not be pronouncing that correctly, H-O-C-E-V-A-R, mm-hmm. Hosevar, Bradley a 57-year-old individual, all right? Uh-huh. That, that's, that's, that's Gen X, right? Uh-huh. That's after 1964. They're, they're getting down for theirs, all right? <laughs> it's 187. <laughs> uh, they said that he was within his rights when he decided to get his Colt M4 carbine rifle. It just sounds violent. Yeah. <laughs> and open fire on a man in the backyard who he could not see because his wife had locked the door and closed the blinds after first seeing the person in her backyard. His wife was speaking with a 911 operator when the first shot went off. Mm-hmm. And 29 more followed. Yep. At which time Bradley was ordered to put the gun down. You know, they tell you to do that sometimes. 
Mm-hmm. It's a suggestion. And this was a message that his wife very clearly conveyed to him more than once. Mm-hmm. The message was repeated again by the operator and his wife a few more times before Bradley decided to empty his magazine. Yeah. Uh, uh, listen here. It seems later. Mm-hmm. We got the facts and the figures. Mm-hmm. Packing an extendo in the clip is the gangster way of doing things. Yes. All right. This is America, and I iron out my flag. I'm going to put another crease in it. So, it was repeated again a few more times. He empties the magazine. Mm -hmm. Despite his view to the backyard being obstructed by the curtain, his wife had pulled closed over the sliding door. Yep. And we have a quote from uh, Sheriff Bob, very Italian name. Sheriff Bob, all right. Bob Galateri. Mm-hmm. Sounds like someone uh, Gordon Ramsay has visited in the <laughs> Northeast. Uh, he says, uh, well, all they know is that uh, Jaina clearly saw the guy out there and heard a noise, saw the guy coming towards the window. Blinds were shut. He had uh, yelled at the guy to go away, but the person was, well, clearly still there. Mm-hmm. At that point, he saw a flashlight coming towards the doors as if the person with the flashlight was coming into the house. End quote. What? These are all things that make sense. No, they aren't. No, they aren't. Because you haven't said why he was there yet, and I'm trying to get to my line. So you can <laughs> tell people why he was there. <laughs> That's because I only read the headline and immediately saved it. Oh, yes. That was how things went with that decision. Uh-huh. I was like, I is be needing this. Mm-hmm. Right? I am the year you know that. Mm-hmm. You know that. Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this. Now, um, the guy Jana saw and did not recognize was a 33-year-old pool technician, Carl Polek. I don't like saying that name. Sounds like I'm saying a slur or something. Uh, he somehow managed to dodge all 30 rounds like, Jesus Christ, he was like a top G at all. <laughs> yes. I, ju- I saw an Andrew Tate Matrix meme, and I, it's in my oh, head. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, uh, somehow managed to dodge all 30 rounds, but was struck by a shard of glass after the first bullet pierced through the sliding glass door. Mm-hmm. It turns out that Pollock had been running behind schedule on the day in question and did not arrive on the couple's property until 9 p.m., at which the sun isn't that far down on the East Coast. I lived in Florida. Um, at which point he uh, got to work cleaning the pool. Uh, a quote from Sheriff Bob. In uh, hindsight, he should have probably let them know he was coming at 9 o'clock at night again. The sun is still up, Uh, yet he made no effort to contact them at all, Mm -hmm. end quote. Mm -hmm. I don't know which part I'm going to get to your line at. Uh, Well, I mean, I can just say it now. Um, Are there pictures in that article you're looking at? Ooh, uh, so if you actually, if you look up the story, uh, some of them show pictures because there were video, ca- like um, video cameras in the yard. The guy clearly has the, um, like the pool net thing on the stick. This is the guy they thought was coming to kill them with a fucking pool net. With a pool net. 
Okay, he I was do. Clearly cleaning the pool. I do see they um they do have a little um a still shot from a video here. Now I see what you're talking about from yeah. their their security camera. No, that's what thieves do. They come to your pool and steal the algae out of it. They <laughs> steal the algae out of your pool. Or whatever the fuck builds up in pools. Is that correct? <laughs> I don't know how pools work. I I can't swim, which was a situation at work today. <laughs> Apparently, I'm I'm creating stereotypes. I'm making stereotypes come true because mm-hmm. I can't swim. I can swim. Me. One individual black man. And keep in mind, it's not just that I can't swim. I won't swim. I know I can learn. I just don't care because I don't want to. That's also an option. Well, yes. A fierce leader can swim. I can swim. And wants me to build an in-ground pool. Yes. And I guess out of all the digging, I'll have a lot of soil. Yes. So, like. I'm just saying we should have a hot tub. It's a win-win-win-win. It's a win-win-win-win-win. Hot tub. Yeah. Well, let me get a factory job. Apparently in the <laughs> fucking Midwest. All right. Tangents. Tangents and all. Uh, let's see. Back to where we were uh, partying down here on Inside Edition. Uh, the couple finally did realize who the man was when deputies arrived at the scene, and they noticed Polex's car in the front driveway where they could have looked. They could have looked. Bradley's decision to open fire on the man uh, paid to tend his pool is protected under the castle doctrine. Mm-hmm. You see, in other states, the castle doctrine is they have to actually, like, like brandish a weapon at you. Yes. Or, like, have actually, like, made contact with your body with the blade of a knife, something right. like you that. You have to literally be in fear for your life. Out here. You're on my lawn. Exactly. Which is also interesting to me because the police are the ones saying that um, this is not a stand your ground violation. No one's talked to a prosecutor, though. I thought that was kind of up to prosecutors, no? I wonder who is the Florida prosecutor now. It's It's been a decade. Pinellas County, so. Let's see. All right, we're having a good time. Pinellas County. Secutor. All right, we're doing a little searchy birchy there. Mm-hmm. I didn't spell things very correctly, but Google fixes you up there. Hmm. Let's see, Pinellas County uh, Clerk of the Circuit Court Judge uh, Justice Center. There we are, Bruce Bartlett. Mm-hmm. All right, Bruce Bartlett is a native Floridian, born in Saint Petersburg, Saint Petersburg, Florida. Okay, so Bruce Bartlett, Florida. Let's, you know, let's goof around. Boost Bartlett, Florida, racism. Right? I like searching that word with it. Mm-hmm. You never know. You Maybe never nothing know. will come up. Okay, Tampa Bay Times. They're telling me in Pinellas, uh, Pasco State Attorney race, a debate over the meaning of the law. Of which law? Mm-hmm. In the first uh, six judicial uh, circuit prosecutorial race in 30 years, the top prosecutor, Bruce Bartlett, will take on a career public defender, Allison Miller. So he beat out a career public defender for this job. Uh-huh. Who were the donors? Uh, former assistant public defender and um, Democrat Allison Miller 
was taking on Republican top prosecutor Bruce Bartlett, who has spent more than four decades working in the office and was appointed interim state attorney last year after his predecessor. Uh, so a Republican insider is the prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. This okay. is old school wine cellar. Basically, yes. Right. Today, right. that would be called a deep dive on Twitch. Not on Twitch, man. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. But I see you. Yes. And I yes. raise you. Oh, shit. All right. You found a Florida man who, you know, emptied a clip. <laughs> yes. A magazine. Which, also, I just, as like, as a side note, like, I know it's a good thing that this guy didn't get shot, you know, but also, like, for all you, I need to defend my house and home. You couldn't even fucking hit a nigga. 30 fucking bullets and you didn't even graze his ass. You're not protecting anybody from anything. Uh. You fucking homosexual. Okay. Um, <laughs> just side note about that. But all right, all you found was a Florida man shooting at one person. Oh, oh shit. All right, let's go above and beyond. Let's go above and beyond. Let's go to, would you like to guess what state we're going to? It's not Florida. Not Florida. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's still habitual to do the Arizona, Arizona Texas, Texas, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, Iowa? You never know. Iowa's a little silly. It's none of those, although it does start with an I. Idaho? Idaho. All right, potatoes. And remember, extra context, um... As Nazis, neo-Nazis in particular, were being run out of Washington State and going to prison in the 90s, they started taking up shop in Idaho. Mm -hmm. All right, that's three decades ago. So Idaho was influenced by Nazism as well as just like rural, right-winger, Christian asshole conservatism. Yes. They kind of go together. They do. Very well, I might add. So have you heard of um, Matthew Allen Lehigh? Of course not. Okay, so I feel like this is a wild-ass story because I think I missed it when it first happened. And this is, so this is actually an update because he just pled guilty to, like, a rash of crimes. <laughs> right? But he did all this shit in one fucking month. Are you ready for this shit? In one month? Yes. He was just like, um... I want to do something illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's literally uh, soundboard. Um, and like, I do appreciate the irony. I'm sure it was not intentional that this happened in this month. So this happened during pride month when he pled guilty. Yeah. So, cause all his uh, crimes were against LGTB people, LGTQB people, or at least assumed to be LGTBQ people. Uh-huh. Yeah. So in Oregon, Oregon, blah, 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 an Oregon man pleaded. Wait, what did you just say? Where the, Oh, you said run out of Washington state, not Oregon. Yeah. Okay. But he was in Idaho when he did it. So, uh-huh. but he's from Oregon. He pleaded guilty in the U.S. District Court in Boise, Idaho, to two federal hate crimes. According to court records, on October 8, 2022, while at the Boise Public Library branch in downtown Boise, Matthew Allen Lehigh, age 31, don't worry, all we need is for old people to die and everything will be fine. 31, 31 is like a youngster to us now. Mm. Um, he approached a transgender library employee, called her a slur, punched her, threatened to stab her. When a member of the library's security staff intervened, Lehigh fled to the parking lot. When the security guard followed Lehigh to the parking lot, Lehigh got into his car, accelerated it, and intended to run him over. 
Yeah. Uh, sounds a little, what, what is that, uh, Charlottesville? Charlottesville. Uh, the guard narrowly escaped uh, by jumping behind a concrete barricade, and Lehigh fled the scene. Four days later, we're still in the month of October. How is this also a white-on-white, this is a, well, a white asshole, it's an action. It's an so action. Like, it's an action. How yeah. much shit is happening here? A lot. So four days later, while sitting in a public parking lot elsewhere in Boise, Lehigh saw two women walking together. Assuming the women identified as lesbians, he began shouting threats and slurs at them, accelerated his car toward the women, and attempted to run them over. The women jumped out of the path of Lehigh's oncoming car, which then struck another vehicle at significant speed. You know, somewhere, like, there is a lawyer that will find a way that if they had on, like, a pride pin or a pride bandana or something right i, I well, don't know I mean, all the gear but that's the thing not even pride because what's associated with pride is rainbows maybe you just fucking like rainbows but they could there's a lawyer out there that works for the daily wire i'm sure of it mm-hmm. that would argue that they were actually protesters mm-hmm. and guess what there was a uh a partisan line vote with a few democrats that voted that in this state you can if you fear for your life, run through pedestrians. Right. So, right. So, um, the superseding information of which Lehigh pled guilty charges him, oh, uh, charges him with only one felony violation of the Hate Crimes Prevention Act for the vehicular assault on the security guard and the second v- felony violation of the act towards the assault on two women. Now, do you know why he only got charged for hate crimes for trying to run over the security guard and the two women and not threatening to murder the trans woman? Ah. It's Cause these Idaho. Are, these are federal hate crimes. Keep in mind. What? Why? He was not charged with state level hate crimes because being LGBTQ is not a hate crime in Idaho. It doesn't count on their hate crime statute. It's not a protected class. Uh, so that's why he got federal hate crimes at all, actually, because Idaho wouldn't have charged him with shit. Well, they would have charged him with like assault. Um, as part of his plea agreement, he admitted to other crimes he was responsible for. Keep going, which includes three other instances of anti-LGBTQIA vandalism that occurred also in October of 2022, same month. He specifically admitted to setting fire to a rainbow-striped pride flag attached to a residential property in North and Bo- Northern Boise, breaking several windows at a commercial building, breaking windows at a uh, sorry the commercial building was occupied by an LGBTQIA church community organization yeah. and then he also broke windows at an lgbtqi community center and he punched a grocery store customer after calling him an anti-lgbtqi slur There's all violent, in one bu- fucking month in one month he punched a guy in a grocery store because he thought he was gay broke windows on a gay community center broke windows at a church that accepts gay people tried to run over two women because he thought they were lesbians tried to run over a security guard because the security guard defended a trans woman that he threatened to murder in one fucking month there's nothing you can do with this thing you have to give it the ruling and then also something they keep stressing in here is outside of the um transgender librarian that he attempted like threatened to murder there's no evidence that anyone else he targeted was actually queer or gay or bisexual or lesbian he just saw two women together and assumed i guess this is that the um guy in the grocery store i'm assuming he acted too femme or whatever and assumed that he was gay. But yeah, so that's this fucking guy. <laughs> but um, this month he did plead guilty to two federal hate crimes. So um, the downside 
is at most he's only going to spend 45 months in prison. For Jesus. So. Yeah, when you're comfortable saying the months, like the years don't matter. Yeah. Was that four years? Yeah, four years. Less than four years, actually. Yeah, say, yeah shave the, three months that's off. That's the maximum. He might only get like 36 months. And that's not counting shit like time served for good behavior and shit like that. He could be out in like two years. And, gee, what's their, what's their gun laws out there? <laughs> or what if he just lives in another state? Right. Well, he is from Oregon. Um, the agreement also requires that he pay restitution to victims and that he remain under the care of a clinical psychiatrist upon release. A federal district court judge will determine any sentence based on the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. Yeah, so uh, that's what's going on with Matthew Lehi, 31, 31 years old. And again, I know that we'll never actually get um, the information, but I just want to know what his social media presence looks like. Who does he listen to? Who does he follow? What YouTubers does he watch? What podcasts does he listen to? What websites and blog posts does he read? Like, I just want to know. Yeah, but that's going on. Good times. Yeah. Oh, you got another uh, one? Not the greatest stuff. This is just uh, things to be aware of, yeah. really. Um, a headline, judge acquits off-duty Chicago cops seen in video kneeling on teens back. Mm-hmm. Article up by Rebecca Reese and Ray Sanchez for the folks down at CNN, published June 17th, 2023. I am not interested in this advertisement. Now, a Chicago police sergeant has been acquitted of aggravated assault and felony official misconduct in a case involving a teenager he held in a prone position with his knee while off duty. Mm-hmm. Goes by the name of Michael Vitellaro, a 49-year-old individual who has worked for the Chicago Police Department since two. Funkin thousand. Right. Two thousand. That's twenty wait, hold up. Twenty years. Mm-hmm. Twenty three years. What's his name? Michael Vitellaro. V I T E L L A R O. What the hell? Did he become a cop when he was a teenager or some shit? Hmm. No, I'm Illin. No, he but, looks a little old. All right. Yes, I guess, yeah, 20 years back is 29, so he got in at 27. Yeah, my math was goofball. Mm. All right, so uh, they say, uh, quote, he escaped criminal justice, end quote, after being found not guilty during a bench trial. That quote is from attorneys um, Antonio Romanucci, Vahavani Ravidrin, and Javier Rodriguez. That's a name I can do. Uh, well, what was your ah? Uh? Cops should not be allowed to have bench trials. Okay, lace me up. Okay, so a bench trial is when you don't actually, like, you have a trial, but it's not in front of a jury. You only present to the judge. Oh. Yeah, cops should not be allowed to have bench trials. They Woo. should always have to be in front of a jury every fucking time. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, further along in the statement from uh, this uh, group of attorneys was, uh, however... He will not be able to escape our pursuit of justice in the civil courts, end quote. Uh, Vitalaro's attorney, uh, James McKay Jr., uh, said in a statement that finding his client not guilty on all counts was, quote, 
was the only ruling the judge could make. It was based on all the evidence presented in court and the Illinois law that applied to the case, period. It was not and cannot be based on any narrative promoted on social media by people who were not there that day. Mm. So, nah, end quote. All, all of it was in there. <laughs> da ba da blau McKay questioned the credibility of the prosecution witness. Uh, the officer's actions were reasonable and not forceful, he said, noting the teen was not injured and didn't get a scratch, in quotes. He continues saying, quote, anybody who disagrees with the judge's ruling needs to read the law. The presumption of innocence and the burden of proof are not just words. Evidence matters. All criminal court judges in this country are required to base their decisions on the evidence presented in the court and the law. We don't care what Phoenix Polito thinks. They are not to be swayed by outside influences on social media. If the evidence matters so much, then do it in front of a fucking jury, my nigger. Where was the jury then? Why did you only do it in front of the judge? Jury what? Jewelry? You want to give my wife some jewelry? What you talking about? <laughs> Sure, blood diamonds. Why not? <laughs> well, what? That, that blood, sweat, and tears. That's hard work. I respect them children. Mm-hmm. Hell, nobody wants to work here. No, no. Come on. Uh, the Cook County Circuit Court Judge, say that to help with your stutter, Cook County Circuit Court Judge Paul Pavlis, love these names, uh, was quoted by a CNN affiliate, WLS, as saying the video of the incident was, quote, horrible, but that it doesn't come close to describing what happened, end quote. Referring to Vitilaro, uh, Mr. Pavlis uh, said in court that, quote, at no time did I see an out-of-control, enraged individual, end quote. The station reported CNN has reached out to the Cook County State's Attorney's Office for comments. Mr. Vitilaro was charged with felony official misconduct and aggravated battery last August, weeks after the video surfaced, showing him kneeling on the 14-year-old boy in the prone position with his knee in Park Ridge, according to the police. Um, so that actually makes it worse when he says that he wasn't out of control. So he's done this enough that he managed to be calm while doing this to someone. Yeah. That actually kind of makes it sound worse. Well, how long he's been doing it? Mm, 20 About, years. Yeah. 20 years. Jesus. A uh, little bit more. Um, Vitilaro had gotten information that his son's bike was stolen from the local library and then seen at a nearby Starbucks, according to a criminal complaint at the time. Remember, Vitilaro was off-duty. Uh-huh. The off-duty officer drove his son to the Starbucks where he saw his son's back on the sidewalk. The complaint said he waited in his car to hopefully observe who had stolen the bicycle. When the teen went to his son's bike, the video showed Vitilaro grabbing the boy and pushing him to the ground. The complaint said he detained the teen by placing his knee in his back. Video footage from Starbucks and other businesses in the area showed the teen was not the person who took the bicycle, according to the complaint. The Mm -hmm. teen was crying and visibly upset. 
later as he walked away from Vitellaro, who followed him according to the complaint and video. Attorneys for the teen in their statement said Vitellaro's conduct shocked the community and decent people around the world. They continue to say, quote, Vitellaro assaulted a 14-year-old boy in broad daylight without cause, and his treatment of our client was a clear overreach, an overreaction, and an excessive use of force, end quote. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a cold way to end the article. All right, then. So, you know, the police are being the police, and maybe after so many of these stories, yeah, like I said, I still check out these leftist YouTubes and podcasts, and they don't really talk about the police much anymore. They should. Which surprises me, because I thought more of them would be talking about it, like, post-Roe v. Wade. Yeah, Rashad Ritchie does. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, mo- most of the others are just kind of off the cops. Like, it's just kind of a back-to-back. It's, like, real serious issues, yes. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is, like, Lauren Boebert said... Mm-hmm. Marjorie Taylor Greene said, mm-hmm. Matt Gates said, mm-hmm. Chris Christie said. Yeah, and I wish that, like, uh, people who do politics were more serious about, like, we're not actually here to entertain you. We're here to educate you. We'll try to make it as entertaining as possible, but this yeah. isn't fun. But you need to know this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, while I'm reading the story, like, I do my little voices and whatnot because I wish I was reading to a class of kindergartners. So, but this is it. So, you know, like, I'll... I'll even make that, you know, put a little style to it. But, yeah, like, it's propaganda. It's entertainment. I don't know if there's a cool word for that. I know agitprop exists, but, like, I don't think we're really agitating. We're not agitating. Yeah. So, like, with interprop, tainment prop, I don't know. But it is propaganda, and it is a show. Yeah. Um, you're familiar with the DuPont company? I don't, I don't like being. <laughs> they are the manufacturers of Forever Chemicals. Hey, that's why the sunflowers haven't bloomed. That have been used in products like nonstick pans and waterproof clothing. They have known about the dangers of their materials for more than 40 years before the general public, according to previously secret industry documents. More than 40 years? How old are elder millennials? Mm-hmm. <laughs> By following the same playbook as Big Tobacco, including suppression of their own research, the company successfully stopped regulation for decades while the cancer-causing chemicals became ubiquitous in the water, air, and soil. Major manufacturers are already spending billions to settle lawsuits and fighting government regulations, including the landmark environmental rules proposed this spring. The revealing industry documents analyzed in a new study from researchers at the University of California, San Francisco, could bolster efforts to hold the companies accountable for widespread contamination from chemicals that take hundreds of years to break down. The manufacturer ah. 3M is reportedly preparing to pay $10 billion to uh, settle claims that it polluted thousands of public water systems, but the cost of cleaning up the chemicals in the drinking water nationwide will probably top $400 billion. So they're paying $10 billion, but they caused $400 billion worth of damage. Uh, introduced to a variety of consumer goods beginning in the 1950s, uh, PFAs are linked to decreased fertility, developmental delays, and severe types of cancer. Whoa, once again? PFAs are linked to decreased fertility, developmental delays, and several types of cancer. And these have been in the water since the 1950s. Okay, pro-natalists, pro-lifers. Right, pro-lifers, get on it. Where is you? 
while the human health risks became widely known during the last decade, manufacturers have known since at least 1970 that the compounds were highly toxic when inhaled and moderately toxic when ingested, according to industry documents. That is, this is disgusting sentences. What's more? <laughs> the manufacturers have known since at least 1970 that the compounds were highly toxic when inhaled and moderately toxic when ingested. Wait, and when ingested, so that's like consumed as if like food or drink. Yeah, because it's in nonstick pans and shit. Ah. Yeah. We're just munching down on that shit, buddy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it's also in the waterways, so it's in the water you drink if you live in a contaminated waterway. God, our our age group is going to have some scientific-ass deaths. Mm-hmm. We already are. Yeah, like, we are going to be so fucking studied, like, in a, a century after us. <laughs> Assuming we're still around in a century. Uh, state officials and consumer groups are urging the EPA to finalize the first ever enforceable standards for PFAs in drinking water after decades of deferring to industry groups. Two major manufacturers, 3M and DuPont, so, uh, reported spending a combined total of 3.8 million lobbying on chemical issues, including PFAs. That is, you know what? It pisses you off because it's fucking rich motherfuckers yes. spending hella money to go fuck you to the public because mm-hmm. they feel like it really. Like yeah. it's not like they're saving up for something. Yep. Right. This is totally some I feel like it shit. But also that from where they are in wealth. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. It's because they're cheap. billionaires. Yeah, right. Like they, like them doing that would be like if I asked the guy around the corner to cut the um the the, the grass. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like how many times do you see a GoFundMe and you're like, okay, I can't do like you know three thousand dollars, but I have twenty dollars for your GoFundMe. Yeah, it's like that. But also, like, so when we talk about how um, both parties are beholden to corporate lobbyists. This is the type of shit we're talking about. Because also, please keep in mind how everything is connected. I feel like I'm always, everything is connected. Nothing is a single issue. Everything is a multi-issue situation. Because if they're putting that shit in the water and it's causing cancers, right? Yes. What happens if we have universal health care? Now, all of a sudden, we have medical records tracking these cancers because everyone has health care. Oh, no. And that ruins their fucking research. And now we have, like, you know what I'm saying? No, it's like contact tracing or something. You can't, like do you, can't do that. you can't do that. You can't do that. And then causing de- developmental delays and, you know, causing, um, you know, brain dysfunction. How many people in prison? Oh. I'm just saying. Just saying. No, because, like, because, like, to some degree, it's like you're projecting innocence right. on these criminals. Right. It's, like yes. it's like an innocence project. It is like an innocence project. To some degree. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You're just innocently projecting right now. Right. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, dozens of states are currently considering legislation banning the use in everyday products. Exposure to PFAs is so widespread that the CDC estimates chemicals are present in the blood of 97% of Americans. Yeah. Land of the I free, baby. Some. Land of the free. Yeah. Uh, a growing wave of litigation, including lawsuits brought by attorneys, uh, attorneys general of New Mexico and Washington, uh, allege that DuPont 3M and other manufacturers knew or should have known about the potential harms caused by their products. Because, knew or should have known. Because during the 1970s, a DuPont-funded DuPont funded laboratory carried out a series of studies to test effects of exposure on Teflon. Yes. The laboratory had already established that Teflon dispersions could be highly toxic when inhaled, according to a 1970 DuPont memo. 
Subsequent tests found that rats exposed at low levels developed enlarged livers, but dogs injected with higher ones died within days. But these reportings, instead of reporting these findings to federal regulators, the company adopted a communication strategy equating the toxicity of the chemicals to those known in common table salt. By 1980, employees, uh, employee surveys by DuPont found that pregnant workers exposed to the chemicals were giving birth to babies with abnormalities in their eyes. While assuring, mm-hmm, while assuring workers they had discovered, quote, no evidence of birth defects, the company removed female employees from high exposure areas. See, you see how I say everything is connected? Because now, now what have, might have, uh, what they just wrote off is a gender discrimination case because they took a bunch of women off high paying jobs. But the real reason they took them off wasn't sexism. It was because they were giving birth to babies with defects. Everything is fucking connected. Everything. Everything. I'm just saying. Uh, in subsequent, subsequent decades, as a, uh, evidence of adverse effects mounted, the companies pressured regulators to help them mitigate the fallout. After a panel of outside experts submitted recommendations to the EPA in 2006, the PFAs were called a likely human carcinogen and a, urged adoption of stricter regulations. Mm-hmm. But DuPont's vice president wrote to company executives with a plan to control the narrative. The only, voice, the only voice that can cut through the negative stories is the voice of the EPA, reads a 2006 email. The email went on to a list of proposed talking points for the agency, including, the consumer, including that consumer products using Teflon were safe for continued use. The EPA appears to have obliged telling this email, this email is from February 2006. In March 2006, the EPA said that they, people did not need to stop using their nonstick products. Isn't what they did with, isn't this what they did with COVID, too? Well, they, break it down. Oh, break it oh down. we the CDC, how they were oh, like, COVID is a problem. And then, like, the business people were like, no, the fuck it's not. Get your ass oh. back to work. And they were like, COVID's over. The airlines. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the airlines was the big headline for that one. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, whatever. So, yeah, that, that's all. It's good. We should definitely let these people dictate, Um, you know. Whatever. Really? You don't think they should? Yeah. Um, I don't know. You don't watch a Blacklist, do you? Blacklist? Yeah. I like that show. That's on the television. It is. Um, there was one episode that was really good about something like this where um, companies were doing, uh, I think, uh, running like oil pipelines through an area and it was contaminating the water. And the mm. people kept complaining, saying we're getting sick because of the water. And the company kept being like, no, you're not. No, you're not. So they kidnapped the CEO and left him like submerged, not to drown, but like left the water dripping on him until it started causing like fucking open lesions and shit. And they're like, but the water's fine. <laughs> it was a, that's what we start you need to start doing to these guys. Like, it's fine. Okay. Submerse yeah. yourself in it. Is it still fine? Yeah. Is it still fine? You know. But yeah, I think that was all my news I had. It's taking a look over here, seeing mm-hmm. if there's anyone um, uh, saying. I, I, I wish I remember the name of that trad wife. I don't think oh. likes clicking on that trad wife content. Uh, I mean, I see just pearly things constantly in my Twitter newsfeed now. I kind of hate it. Wait, why? Why don't you like just pearly things? Ah, uh, cause she's weird. She's a weird ass grifter. <laughs> I don't, because I think what's weird to me is because she's 27. 
And she's on this whole, like, women hit the wall, and you're not as attractive as when you're 30 as you are when you're 18, and it's okay for men to want this, and this is how wives should behave. And it's like, but you're not married, you don't have children, and you're almost 30 yourself. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you are one of these trash women now that's, like, hit the wall and is unattractive. And, like, you are that now, aren't you? Like, <laughs> like that, that, and to me, that speaks to an audience that legit just doesn't want to be respected. That's an audience that so wants you to just fucking just say my favorite talking points. Mm-hmm. And maybe if you, and you know, what Kevin Samuels looked different than other Manosphere guys. He showed up with a suit and he was, you know, he has the gray hair but a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. You know, he has a different image. Uh, O'Shea Duke Jackson, he looked rank and file like the rest of them. And then her, she's a white woman, so she's a whole flip on it. Yeah. Yeah, So it, and there's a market for it, guys that just want to hear those talking points from a, a different face every once in a while. And that's why Phoenix Leader is a strong follower. <laughs> All right, I don't think we'll have any, um, actually, yeah, because it won't let me access um my uh, my saved material on the desktop. Yeah, so I wanted to show Phoenix Leader some Tradwife material, but looks like this individual escaped. How do you feel about that? And I did not have any more news unless I look at new news. Oh, what the Supreme Court's rejection of student loan relief means for borrowers? You're affected by that. I am. Yeah, how are you hit by that? Um, Same way as I was hit by before. I'm never going to pay them shits back. I pay the minimum for them not to go into... Um, Collection? Yeah, that's it. That's all I'm ever fucking doing. Like, fuck y'all. And it looks like a transgender influencer, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, says uh, Bud Light didn't support her during backlash. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sorry, side note, speaking of um, Supreme Court rulings, yeah. you saw that they're about to rule about um, restraining orders and gun control laws. Yeah. Can I, can I, do, my, can I do my tinfoil hat now? Oh, shit. My, my tinfoil head wrap? My, yeah, I was about to say, the, but, it, it, but you the, know it has to be something cool. The tinfoil tickle? Tinfoil earrings. Tinfoil tickle. Um, tinfoil tickle. Yeah, so basically what the Supreme Court is about to hear is a case arguing that people who have restraining, open restraining orders against them should still be allowed to possess and buy guns, oh. right? Because, of course, who else would you want to have guns except someone who has a restraining order against them? Yeah, you got a rifle with a scope. You're not near them. You're not near them. See? But, um, no, my thing, though, is um, the, way we've been go- the way we've been going, right? We're talking about um, increased climate change, not just in the sense that, like, climate change, but, like, um, it's creating a climate crisis, right? Um, we're talking about uh, wages being stagnant, not people not being able to pay back their student loans, all these things, um, the reversal of Roe versus Wade. And every time we have a humanitarian crisis, the response from both Republicans and Democrats, quite frankly, is more police funding, more police, more prisons, right? Yeah. More surveillance. Now, me... Personally, I think the reason that this is being brought up right now to the Supreme Court is because who is known to have a lot of restraining orders due to domestic violence? I bet 40% of you will guess it. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. So if cops, because that's the thing, if cops get a, have a restraining order and they can't own a gun, they get fired or they get put on desk duty or they get demoted. What I think personally, the reason this is coming up now the reason that they want to hear it now is to justify cops who have restraining orders against them still being allowed to own guns because we're still trying to increase the police force because that is the um, only answer that 
both parties have to things like the climate crisis, to wage stagnation, to everything else that's going on. And I think it's a way to keep um, guns in the hands of cops who have already shown themselves to be domestic abusers. That's my tinfoil tickle little moment of the day. And could shit get like, I mean, probably like years after we exist, you know, say like eight, nine decades out, are there going to be situation with borders above southern states? Of like, I think we got to close some of these state boards. We can't let all y'all in. Some of y'all got to stay down there and burn to death. I mean. Yeah, like the north is going to, because like, it's already very regularly 90 degrees up here when it's probably not supposed um, to be. I was speaking to my coworker at Swap who lives in Texas, and they said that uh, in their town, a postal worker died from heat stroke because it was 112 degrees, but the heat index was like 125. So, you know, but climate change isn't real is the thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> a, there's more it's what, CO2 coming from a guy riding a bicycle than a car. Yeah. Yeah, old school wine cellar. Yeah. Ah. But, I yeah, think. so, yeah, that's what the Supreme Court is going to hear. I'm sure they're going to si- side in favor of domestic abusers. But also, I really do truly think it's a way to um, keep more police having guns when it's been proven that they shouldn't. So. All right. And then – uh. So this is Phoenix Leader, executive <laughs> uh, gangsterist at a swap. Mm-hmm. Has swap been relaunched? Yes, actually. All right. Are you feeling it the way things oh, yeah. are going now? I am feeling it. You're pumped up? Yeah. Pumped up kicks. All right. Speaking of guns. Yeah. Oh, they real. that was such a hit on the radio. And because I don't pay close enough attention to white people lyrics, I didn't know for a while. <sighs> yeah, when if white people have a record that grooves, I'd just be grooving to the record. So Terrible. that that's how you can get your Republican propaganda to me. Matter of fact, do that Blake Shelton shit. Do that Brentley Gilbert. <laughs> Let's take it outside. All right, but hell, I think, uh, hey, we did uh, 50 minutes. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead and get this one up there. And uh, now I'm working, what, about 10 hours a day, I think it is? Only, mm-hmm. Yeah, somewhere around 10 hours a day. It's like I can still go live old school, right? It's just straight live to tape. Yeah. Upload it, bang the episodes up there. We know what news to hit. We know how to discuss it and rip it. So just do it. I keep trying to do too much of the over overproducing and trying to make the illest video. Ah, do a podcast, old man. Because I'm 40. Because you're 40. I hit stop right there. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.